Hello, and welcome to the Depth Podcast. In this mini series, we are exploring the subject of going deep in a relationship with God. We'll touch on seemingly straightforward things like Bible reading, prayer, and living in a community of believers, but with a focus on learning what each one looks like when done with a sense of depth, which, in a sometimes chaotic world, is a really important thing. We hope you learn something new and feel encouraged. Hello there, welcome to the Depth Podcast. My name is Bo, and if this is your first time, I'm joined by my fantastic team, Nick, Emily, and Laura. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, this will be um, the last episode we do uh, to do with this series um, specifically, but there is one more after this that we've already, that we, we were sort of planning to leave it as a surprise, but it isn't because we said it at church on Sunday. Either way, we are we do have one more episode coming out next week. It's it's uh, a big chat with Mark Sayers who wrote the book The Disappearing Church, which we sort of based this series off. It is fantastic and we had a really freaking good chat with him, um, which yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear. Quick question for the team. Describe your day in one word. Go. Slow. Emily. Oh, Laura jumped in. Slow. Oh, that's a good one. I need I need a better word. Sorry, I'm not gonna take that. You always do this. You put your like <laughs> things down after I've said In something. one word, I had a whole thing prepared about what my day was like. Because last time we were word. disappointed with you can, it. Was you, just don't worry, you can you can expand, but I just need a word. Good. <laughs> Come on, you guys suck. <laughs> Emily, give me something. Come on. Oh, I'm not good with words. Um. <laughs> no. Well, that, well, that is no, not. I need another question. going to be interesting. But then that probably isn't good enough for you either, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, I was arrested in. <laughs> <laughs> and explain is that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Laura? Sticking with my slow. Slow because? It was really long. Because I've got a short week this week, which always makes the week actually feel longer because you're hanging out for your days off. Mm. Right. <laughs> I've got no word, Emily. What was it? It was interesting. interesting. Oh, was it interesting? <laughs> well, it was interesting because part of my, like a few of my tutes were actually really good and I learnt lots and then one of my lectures was just like, I don't want to hear about economic politics ever again. <laughs> so <Fair. right. laughs> interesting was my version of up and down. Yeah, and That was right, too right. many words for you, so. <laughs> nice. I, you had two words. <laughs> Which one? Please pick one, good, sir. Good. <laughs> good because Monday was good because I was I was thinking about Mondays and I was productive today, and I thought my little Monday tried its heart out today, and then <laughs> good I, on him. But then oh, I was yeah. just oh, thinking, I still hate it though. And then I was <laughs> like, poor Monday. Yeah, and then I was like, kind of poor Monday. Even when it tries its hardest, I still hate it. And then maybe it's kind of a justified Mondays are so bad because we treat them so poorly, so they hate us. And then it's this kind of yeah. thing. And then I we owe them a lot, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Repair that relationship. Well. <laughs> so look, that's where I went. <laughs> nice, fantastic. What about you, Bo? My day. I'm going to bring it down a bit. I'm sorry, but no, it's not a bad thing. It's a thing that I've talked to you about this, Nick. My day was melancholy. Laura knows because I've talked to her about it. And Melancholy is this, I read this really good book on it. Was it started this year? Late last year, maybe. And it was this thing about um, there's this time in at least Western civilization where the concept and feeling of melancholy was almost welcomed because there wasn't this stigma around it where it's like, you've got to get out of it. It was just like sometimes, and I'll explain it because there's probably a question later on that I can go into, which is explains it. But it's totally cool. Like just as in it's fine to be and just to like, 
today's sad because X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to like just acknowledge that and not try to like artificially take it to a different place and go sit in it. Anyway, that's that's my word. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm happy now. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was melancholy. So I like yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Either way, moving to non-melancholy things, we have our last official special guest with us. Your yeah. name is my name is Ron Irving. You, do you have a middle name, Ron? I do. I, I, well, do you want the full full name? Please. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Can you include Reverend as well? Oh, okay. <laughs> the honourable. Okay, my, my title is Reverend. It's not my name. It is my title. And then uh, Ronald Stephen with a PH. Good. Um, I was going to ask. Yeah. No. Stephen. Stephen only, is only is uh, relevant because is, is that like a family thing? I don't think I don't think it's got any relevance. Mm. Ronald is my father's middle name. So, okay. But Stephen, I don't know. Yeah. Just Famous Stephen. Stephen King. That's the first one I thought of. <laughs> Others. Cat Stevens. Stephen Vassalou. <laughs> I hope, he's, I hope we should tell him this in this episode. Yeah. Pretty, pretty famous. He was probably around before me. So. <laughs> he's a big deal. <laughs> Ron, your favourite dance move. And I've got a bit of a problem with this because I've seen you at weddings oh, not dancing you're and you're so weddings. boring and lame. You know, your favourite dance move. Ron Dunn. Welcome. Welcome, Ron. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. Uh, my favourite dance move all... Probably, though, the description would be get down low and go, go, go. I well... Think. I haven't seen that before. So. <laughs> well, that's that's just my excuse to get out of there whenever uh, yeah, dancing happens. Yeah, but if I if I must dance, yeah. then it's the uh, shopping trolley. You know, oh, a little yeah. bit of classic. Yeah, yeah it's a kind of easy. It's concrete. Out. I can yeah. get my yeah. head around yeah. it. And Gets the people around you into get a, as well. Get a few you know. groceries off the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> got to reach high, man. Get those specials. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, a deeply personal question: Folder or scruncher? Well, and also, just to throw a little bit of a zinger in there, how many, like, what ply? Because <laughs> I don't think you're a two-ply kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not one either. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> oh, look, scrunching for sure. Yeah, a lot? Well, not, well, not too much. Like, I do too how much. How much detail do we want to get into? I do too much. I, know, I go through toilet paper week like, way too quickly. So. <laughs> anyway, let's put it out there. Feel very exposed right now. <laughs> and three ply, four ply, three, three, three. Okay, yeah, nothing four? more. Nothing wow. less. Do we think there's four? Isn't there? Oh, there's there's a few choose we can't even believe. Like we might be at science will get us there. Utopia. Maybe out of will. There's a Bible verse about that revelation. Thy <laughs> <laughs> shall have five ply. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> Great, Ron. We know you. That's fantastic. Random question for everyone to jump in for. If you had to choose between flying or invisibility for a superpower, what would you choose? This is not a Chuck Klosterman question because we sort of scraped the bottom of the barrel with those. So this is just a Nick Day special. <laughs> I think, look, this question has changed over my life, which is what is interesting for me. I think, I think I'm still in the invisibility camp and I'll, yep, I'll stake my claim there, but it's been... Over the last few years, I think I'm getting closer and closer to being a flying kind of guy, superpower kind of guy. And I don't know what that means, but it's how I feel. Nick's just having an existential crisis. No. <laughs> Chat to him about it afterwards. <laughs> well, it's funny that you said that because I was just thinking back in the day, I probably would have said invisibility, but now I say flying. So mm, I'm like, is that a sign exactly of That's exactly what I've been thinking. Well, really? Yeah. Well, because if I had like the ability to be invisible – 
I know I would use it for the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. why I didn't yeah. want to say that yeah. I'm an invisible guy. But yeah. that was my that was my choice. Well, because I'd be like, I really want to know, and not just like, oh, I'm really interested on eavesdropping on this conversation, but like going to like, you know, like the FBI headquarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jump in. <laughs> Nobody knows I'm, I'm really, yeah. really not supposed to be. Here. And also, it's, it's, invisibility also just has so many questions. Like, yes. do, you, do your clothes go invisible when you go invisible? If you pick something up and you're invisible, room. like what? How, how flying? You just you, although yeah. actually flying has questions. Can you breathe while you're flying? Like, <laughs> That's a good point. Like, can and, you and fly also, a lot? And how far can you fly? Are yeah. we talking yeah. space yeah. fly? With that yeah, because in my mind, I thought flying so I could like go overseas easily. Yeah, that was yeah. my thought. But you get really cold. Thoughts, right? <laughs> I'm definitely a flyer. I just think invisibility is a bit creepy, actually. You know, like, yeah. oh. I do too. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I want. Yeah. like I, I want invisibility, yeah. but mm. I think I know that's like people like, look at me the too same way. For me. It's <laughs> too <laughs> powerful, <laughs> and I will expose my my sickness. You know, <laughs> yeah. for the for the my f- corrupt heart. For the flying crew, if you had to like join a a, a bird guild, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, of, like, of the ten bird guilds, <laughs> which one? Because you can't just like jump up there and not have a club, you know. Um, Do you mean like what would be our choice of birds? Yeah, who's your pack? I don't know if I know birds well enough. <laughs> it's well known that I hate birds. <laughs> so, shout out to Peter, who will not be listening, but we both share our hate of birds. Um, so I don't know. So I saw minor birds attacking crows today, and I was so like, "So you want to be a minor bird?" No, I don't. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I feel like I want to be a crow to help that crow oh, out because right, okay. I just felt so bad for yeah. it. <laughs> it. The bird doesn't have to be an Australian native, oh, by the way. Eagles be like, would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking eagle. Like that eagle. would be cool. What about a yeah. raven? But I, I reckon What's I'm probably more like a seagull. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're way better than seagull. That is the end of this question. I'm afraid that's it. You scavenger. Oh. Really? Why? Just to annoy me. <laughs> I just think I'm a bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> you're not only a seagull, you're one of those seagulls that has had some Panadol tablets, so they're just <laughs> pooping everywhere. They're just like really ticking everyone off at the beach. You're already ending. I wasn't going that far. Okay, we're back to poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really think highly about my sisters at this stage. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Well, let's just jump straight in. Uh... Last night, Sermon Miles, he uh, he called it um, Depth Forever. I think that was the official. I oh, know. So the the working name was sort of Perseverance. So we've just come out of this series talking about depth and um, what are the things that help us get that. Um, yeah. So we obviously uh, explore things around Bible reading, around prayer, and around being God's family. But then there's this question of cool. So how do naturally they won't be permanent state of affairs, life changes, you go through seasons of all sorts of things and yeah, hence perseverance. How do we how do we uh, run the race, which is mentioned quite a lot throughout the scriptures. Um, initial thoughts from anyone about last night. I mean, we sorry, we did something cool again. We, we watched a very, quite a powerful video. Um, that video featured some older members of our church who, well, they're exactly that, they're older. They've been working with the Lord for twice the amount of time we've been alive for and that's really cool so but we'll get to that but yeah before that any opening thoughts about perseverance i, I loved where um miles finished in terms of just take the next step so rather than being overwhelmed by like all the things that you guys have been talking about and the sermons have been talking about just go just pick one thing and just do that 
and then kind of, well, the inference, I guess, is then take your next step after that. But all you have to worry about right now is first step. I thought that was a really cool place to finish. Yeah. The term was? Change exhaustion. Right. Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah. 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 Touched into that, didn't you? Yeah, not falling into that. Which, yeah, that was... I really liked that as well, particularly because he built on last week's sermon around community and was like, choose someone that you trust and let them know the thing that you're going to try, which built on him talking about we need to be in community so that we can help each other with, yeah, getting deeper with God, which I liked. Mm. Yeah, summing mm. it up, we like that. Mm. I was also struck by how it started, really hit me. Um, just the weight, I feel like Miles was speaking really slowly, and the weight when he spoke from Philippians um, about the consequences of when we don't have depth. Mm. Um, yeah, that. Yeah. just about the you know their goddess their stomach and destined for destruction kind of thing and just we, we just sat in that for a while i felt i feel like he intentionally made it go on longer than like i felt like we were sitting in that for a while and i was like oh um, this is uncomfortable and i think it was in, <laughs> intentional and good um yeah heavy that was a huge challenge wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah i like that he followed that up um <clears throat> excuse me with um that our citizenship is in heaven yeah yeah and kind of reiterating the point that he's already talked about, but we get to seek depth because Jesus gave us this gift in himself and in relationship with God and just kind of constantly reminding us that, um, you know, not only do we have this privilege of being able to seek depth because of Jesus, but we're going to be able to do it because of Jesus. Mm. You know, it's not in our own strength and it's not in, you know, how much we do, which was obviously a cool way to end with just like the one thing as well. But I found that like... Yeah, it was just reassuring after a lot of overwhelming things yeah. in one sermon series, I think, and a lot of challenges. Absolutely. Let's touch on the video because, I mean, that was – it It went for 10 minutes, so it's something. And Miles really – interesting fun fact around – and I, I think I can't quote him directly because we haven't had the discussion, but my guess is that Miles – I know that he intentionally started to use – he avoided using the word perseverance, and I wonder how much of that came out of just watching – um, and hearing stories from older people who are, you know, who've been through a lot more than him, and if, if he had sort of the license to use that word, even um, we watched this video, and there were there was a couple, and then just two people by themselves. Ron, you were there. You actually asked them the questions. Uh, these people have been following Christ, some of them for sixty years longer. What did we learn from from these stories? They were just incredible people. Like like you say, I was there when we were videoing and we got so much more footage than what we right. used. Which, And all of it, like I said to James at the end of it, I said, mate, I don't know how you're going to get that three hours down to ten minutes. He did well. He did he very did well. very well. But um, there was just gold all the way through it. Um, but <clears throat> the thing that struck me, I think there was, I think in the video you saw one person get a little bit emotional at one point, get a bit choked up. But each of them got choked up at different points. And the thing that really encouraged me and that struck me was they got choked up when they were talking about Jesus and how Jesus had been with them in different trials. Yeah. And that just blew me away, you know. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I don't have as far to go as you guys might have to get to that age. But gee, I hope when I'm there that you can say that. that still chokes mm. me up, you know, mm. who Jesus mm. is and what he's done. Yeah, I think that's what really struck me about them as well and that, um, I don't know, like you can sometimes look at older people and be like, oh, like, of course they've got it. They're kind of like they need it now. They're getting older. and But they and 
you know, you kind of think, oh, they've got all this life wisdom, but everything they talked about was read your Bible, pray to God, like it's things that we can do now. And that's what got them through all of life's issues and things that got thrown at them. And yeah, I just really loved that because I think, yeah, sometimes we can look at older people and be like, well, they've been doing it for ages. So they've got all these tricks, but they were like, it's exactly what you've been taught. Read your Bible, (laughs) pray to God and yeah, know him and get depth with him and that will help you through. I loved that. (laughs) I loved how they were really honest about, um, I guess, their failings as well and just straight up were like, yeah, I screw up all the time still. (laughs) And in one way it's like, wait, you don't have it figured out when you're old, damn. (laughs) But like, yeah, it was just really beautiful to hear such honesty followed by, but we continue to encourage each other, but I continue to read my Bible, but I continue to pray and just... Yeah, it's beautiful to see, you know, sometimes when we feel kind of downtrodden and like we've been trying to read our Bible for months and it's just not getting through or not praying or anything. And it's just beautiful to hear, like, I guess from more experienced people that it still happens, but you get through it. Mm. Um, I just found that really cool. Isn't it interesting that I expect these people who are much older and wiser than me to have something or have something figured out that I don't have figured Mm. out. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Read your Bible, yeah. pray, walk with God. And it's like, man, yeah. I could do that now. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. It's it's the simple things. I mean, like, and isn't, isn't, I mean, that's what we're talking about this whole series. They're essentially spiritual disciplines, but mm. there's this assumption that we're just doing it all the time and we're hunky dory and it's great. And we're not. So mm. I just found that really, again, just another awesome reminder that there's no um, special equation that unlocks when you get past 50. There's no. Yeah, there's no secret formula. That's it's it's right there in front of you, and it can, it it will change your life, and that's what I took out of that those videos. Yeah, and it'll it'll take your life from potentially. Well, yeah, it'll take your life in those really sad times and those challenging times to a place of hope, and that's something that I I sort of read between the lines through some of their stories, which was really cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there were two things that grabbed me. Um, the first was one of the ladies, so I'm 24, just to say that first, and then one of the ladies said that she had a head around the New Testament pretty well, mm-hmm. so she said she was going to spend, she spent the last 30 years just reading the Old Testament, and, kind of, and I was like, 30 years, just the Old Testament, or just like focusing <laughs> on the Old Testament. And then I was, Sounds brutal. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> like, like, right, yeah, and I'm 24, oh, man. and yeah, um, so that just, you know, thinking about what we've talked about before, but the being a marathon and not a sprint kind of thing just right um but then also i think it ties in because somebody else was also talking about how they still read the bible and it still blows them away like Mm. they still open it up and new learn new things and it just made me go like wow this book is alive like it's just alive um because it just it's constantly engaging you and um and that's why you can read the Old Testament for 30 years and still, you know what I mean? And it's just because it keeps <laughs> right. revealing itself and changing you and the way you read it. And yeah, I think that's just amazing. The other thing I noticed, and I think it came out in the video as well, I think this is beyond my engagement, um, was that each of them talked about suffering in their life and how that had been the cause of depth and and. You know, I was chatting to you about this, Bo, and I've been thinking about this for a while. Our culture just wants to avoid suffering. We just, whatever I can do to not suffer. But you listen to these guys and that's where the growth happens. That's where the depth happens. I was like, 
wow, that's that's a word for our day. I think that's yep. just sitting there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's um, there's this great thing that I read. It's this article called "Mental uh, Moral Courage and Mental Pain," and basically it talks about how there seems to be no benefit in life from physical pain is something that we should avoid just whenever because it indicates something's wrong and that your life's in danger or, you know, physical pain doesn't. But the conclusion that he... This is a, a psychologist that's writing this. They drew the conclusion that if you want to grow as a person, mental pain is actually... It's impossible to grow yeah. as a person without experience suffering and mental pain. Um, and that, yeah, and was reflecting on that kind of thought. But it's just... Yeah, and it's... Sobering, but it's yeah. I, yeah I definitely take that point. Yeah, mm. as well. I had a question about the uh, how Miles ended with his own sort of personal framework. It was really cool. He yeah, he just shared this is so he said like you just said, Nick. I'm I'm 28, so this is what I'm doing so far. I don't know if it's right, and sometimes I fail it, but this is my framework, and this is how I'm I'm hoping I can achieve achieve um, depth. And I found that really interesting. And I was thinking about my own framework and also how that's changed over time i guess my question to you guys is thinking about this series has there been something that has brought about a desire to change something and maybe even to help you answer think about it in, under the umbrella of god's words god's ear god's family is there something out of those three weeks and i mean this is a huge question which we'll probably talk about at the end as well but was there something that you heard in in miles's framework it's like yeah well my framework could it's probably going to change now because I've, I've learned something new or I've been challenged on something. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yes. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Right in there. <laughs> well, because, um, yeah, I, I've said it a few weeks ago because I've like readily admit that I just don't understand prayer kind of knowing that this sermon series was coming up. And then I've also been reading that Tim Keller book at the same time on prayer. Um, yeah, it's something that I've really been challenged with because I think I've always been like, oh, I don't really understand prayer, so I just like don't do much about it, I guess. And then I um, having this sermon series um, and then reading this book has made me be like, Jesus gave us the complete framework on how to do prayer. And so, um, yeah, so Miles kind of touched on it last night and I've been trying to do it and just using the Lord's Prayer as a way to pray. And so I did sim I've been doing similar to kind of what Julianne and Hannah did a few weeks ago where I pray a line and then make it relate to me. And it's also something that apparently Luther used to do. So really I want something good. <laughs> but, but no, but it's like it actually has been really helpful because it's something that um yeah, so this year has it's taught me to focus on God and not on me. And that I've have found has been just so helpful through a lot of situations. Um, and it's something that I think I've also been challenged to do it in the morning, not at night, which like, again, depends on different personalities. I used to be a night owl. I'm definitely not since I became a full-time worker. And so I'm like, all right, I need to change my ways. And I go to bed and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do, like pray to God. Yeah, thanks God. And then, yeah, so I'm like, I need to start my days with God. And that's kind of been the thing that I want to do. So, yeah been what I've been thinking about <laughs> I don't think I have changed like a framework dramatically I think this it just reinforced the importance of just like just sustaining it just just do it just like keep can like just keep diving into the patterns that I have um you know um 
and yeah and living my life in a way that allows those patterns to keep happening you know what i mean instead of just just keeping watchful for when life kind of slowly takes over and then your patterns kind of erode and just kind of um yeah because that's i think the way it will happen it's not going to be a big thing where i'm just like oh, i'm just not going to do that anymore it will just be a slow erosion and this yeah serious is just kind of yeah instilled in me that i just got to keep it up but there was one thing that i think i will change like a tangible thing was the um I love the idea that Miles talked about reading one psalm a week, mm. a day. So I read, I'll usually read a chapter or, you know, a section that I'm reading from, and then I'll finish, I'll read a psalm, just whatever, I'm just going through the psalms kind of thing, so I'll just read one over. Um, and definitely when Miles said that, I, I, I have the feeling that I'm just consuming them sometimes. So that sitting in that, I think, will be great. I'm really looking forward to starting that and just kind of sitting in it more. Absolutely. It's funny that we've mentioned mornings now because that's, that's, that was, and similar to you, Nick, I don't think I've, um, the framework has just been like, it's been not validated, it's the wrong word, but it's been encouraged. It's, it's on a good trajectory. I just need to be disciplined and keep it going. So like at the start of this year, I, I decided that mornings were going to be a, a quiet space and a still space for God and me. And after hearing, you know, Miles, he was, he's really big on that that sort of stillness and mindfulness component. And then when we spoke to Mark, he was talking about just the first thing you do when you wake up is going to affect a lot of what you do and a lot of the ways you think that day. And I can um, very easily now and comfortably speak into that and say, I think he's right. (laughs) Because when I start my day and I do it, like I wake up and I make a coffee and I've, for the first time in my life, I've taken um, uh, I've taken morning reading and devotions prop like seriously, and I read a, de- a small devotion. It's just like one small page, and then I sit on it like on one chapter for a bit, and then pray. And if I don't do that, it just yeah, it throws me off. So I, I fully understand this idea of just feed yourself something that's really wholesome first thing, and I, yeah, it's, it's cool to have that spoken about and i was reminded of like the power of the word in the morning it's cool yeah that's my thing anyway i feel like i've learned quite a few things because to be completely honest my framework is it's not non-existent but it's just a bit of a mess because i'm like i've gone from full-time work where i said i had zero time except i was on a train for like four hours of the day so i really did but i was like no god i have no time for you um (laughs) to having a ridiculous amount of time being a uni student um (laughs) so i think it's first and foremost taught me that i need to be more disciplined and you know kind of being intentional about setting out where my priorities are with my walk with god um but also i think i've been challenged in terms of how i view god's family and how i view church and my opinions on it and the importance I place on it, but specifically, um, yeah, just how I interact with my friends and the culture that is in the young adult community and kind of when to be wise about calling my friends up or being willing to be called up on, you know, my mistakes. Um, and also just being really inclusive. Um, yeah, Yeah. particularly of new people in the church and just knowing that what you say influences what they think. Of yeah. the whole family. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think we could all learn from that. I mean, all, <laughs> like, this is like, this is, this is a cool, um, yeah, I'm glad we touched on this because even I'm like learning things now, yeah. stuff that you guys have picked up that I didn't. Yeah. What about you, Ron? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, 
I really um, appreciated the week on prayer and, and your discussion on it with Jane as well. It was really insightful, actually. Um, and I think what that did for me is kind of validated some things that I practice but might not call prayer or might not call my prayer time, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, so there's still a few things I'm thinking through there, but that was yeah, that was kind of nice. Mm. Um, in terms, yeah, and, and that's that's the area for me that I want to keep working on as well. That I find hardest of of the three sort of area or the four, if you include perseverance, it's probably prayer that I find the hardest. Um, the the stuff about frameworks really interesting, you know. Like I reckon. Um, <laughs> My experience in life, and, and this is kind of, I guess, tapping into some of the perseverance stuff, is that <laughs> it's like every time you feel like you got your framework sorted, there goes something else <laughs> there changes goes. in life, you know? Yeah. Yep. And like the job changes or mm-hmm. the kids change or even like seasons have an impact on it, you know? Yeah. So it's like you've always got to be going, <laughs> right. <laughs> So you've always got to be trying to go, I'm not going to let that defeat me. I've got to work out what's going to work best now so for me when i had young kids mornings was a nightmare um you know i know for other people with young kids it might not be a nightmare but that's how it was for me so i just had to go don't even cry like take a different time so i think yeah i think as you keep um, pursuing depth you've got to be prepared to go what's the framework what's going to work now and and go with it yeah there's Mm -hmm. no kind of prescribed thing yeah totally absolutely before we jump into some questions that we've sort of designed for Ron just to get his take on a few things which we're really excited to to explore. I want to touch on something that we've already spoken about when we were reflecting on the video and that was around how it was around suffering and how that was sort of the space where that where perseverance exists and where growth a lot of growth exists and um, this is a, a, a question that's coming out of a story um that i have to tell but i was yeah so uh, something that came to me today was this idea of perseverance being incredibly multifaceted so when i think of perseverance i just think of stuff that's happening to me like really directly relationally so someone's i've treated someone bad now they're angry and i'm sad about that or vice versa or um a a tragedy happens within my family or, or within my group of peers um but I was reflecting today, and this is why I, I was saying I was feeling a bit melancholy today. A friend of mine had her funeral today, and she um, I started work with her in Sydney in 2013. So she's my age, 29, and she died of ovarian cancer. And she was diagnosed about 20 months ago. And yeah, it's been really tough to see her go through that. And our friends, yeah, the graduate group and I... Um, got on a call with her about two weeks ago. It was pretty bad. And I was really sad today. And I was looking out from my seat at work over the ocean and I couldn't help but think my heart is is, is burdened right now because I didn't talk to her about God. And I'm like, that's perseverance, isn't it? Living in a world where even if it doesn't happen to you directly, you see tragedy around you and like, oh, yeah, now I know why the scriptures say this This world is so far away from its intended purpose. It's so far away from where God wants it to be. And we have the tragedy of death. And this is and you talked about it before, and we, we, we don't talk about that. So 
uh, I just wondered if you guys had any thoughts about just those indirect moments of perseverance where you just look around and it's like, huh, this isn't like, I mean, well, my example is like Alex was a beautiful human being and she's died very young, but I don't know, am I making any sense? It's it's just like perseverance, uh, I guess the, the idea of that word was expanded in my head today and it just it just took me back to God saying, yeah, this is what you said, Emily, this is, our citizenship isn't here. And you can, I could tell, yeah, I could feel why today. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. And mm. this is another sort of part of the Christian walk where we have to persevere through something that's just not right. It doesn't feel right. I think, I think that, what well, we, we talked about this earlier. I think Emily mentioned it about, oh, maybe wrong. I don't, anyway, somebody said that we avoid, that, that society avoids suffering mm. and, and, and kind of, and, as Christians, we we sit in it kind of thing, and then I just think is death is just kind of just to touch on death um, mm. is just the kind of end game of that, and I think when society in general is trying to distract itself, that's what it's distracting itself from at the end of the day that it's that it's gonna go like right. you know, yeah. and as Christians, there's so much in the Bible that is just constantly reminding us that we're vapor, you know that. Yep. We're a mist and, you know, um, just bring us back to that kind of place of humility. Um, yeah, and I think that's a good thing because, I, I, I mean, that's, yeah, these moments are always wild when you have that humbling moment of really, you know, realizing my personal narrative that I've cultivated um, is going to end and I'm not a character that will live on forever. You know what I mean? I'm a flesh and bones <laughs> and I have a, I have a personal narrative that I'm telling myself a story that I'm trying to live out um, that has an end point. And yeah. um, as Christians, that's, that's um, that I, I want to, yeah, shouldn't be a shock maybe, but like it is still, but like, yeah. Yeah. Is that, you know what yeah, I mean? I just think absolutely. we, I think we have a framework for, for encountering death that's unique and that's really good that mm. um, society's mm. running from it distracting yeah. itself from however it can yeah mm. and i'm not exempt from that yeah that's why yeah like we all go through that don't we it just got me thinking about some of the stories from that video all of those people talking about suffering and there was for me i'm like the more you know about god the more you know about his purpose for us and his design for us and then the more you live on this earth and the more you you, you look around and perceive things it just, it, you're right, Ron, it's hand in hand, like perseverance and faith and suffering and faith. I don't think you can, yeah. I want to say you almost can't have faith unless there's some sort of suffering involved. Is that fair to say? Look, I think that's the reality. I think, mm. I think, you, I think if you live with faith, the, you have to engage with suffering. And even if you don't, you, you actually have to, even if you run away from it, like what you were saying, Nick. Um, you know, you, you still get to the days like today, where someone without faith is is thinking about that funeral and going, what the heck? This right. this, this isn't right. It's not right that a twenty nine year old woman dies of ovarian cancer. What what sort of world's that? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. I think I think yeah. I think we have to engage with it. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's big because it's so multifaceted. It's you know the, there's. There's the big problem of evil in the world, and right. you know the general sort of suffering that comes, and that groaning that we have of, oh man, what sort of world am I living in? This is crazy, you know. Yeah. And we all want to kind of avoid that, 
um, which is fair enough because there's some pretty crazy things going on in our world that we just yeah. And then it, then there's the um, sort of detached level, or maybe detached isn't quite the right word, but you know there's that suffering that we experience through someone else, where kind of like what you were experiencing today. Right. Yeah. And then there's personal suffering, and I think the walk of faith. Um, you're going to have to engage with them and um, work out how those things fit into God's story, which I think they do. That's the beauty of mm. I think they make sense in God's story. But um, but then once even once they've made sense, then you've got to go, how do they make sense right now when I'm feeling it? Because that's yeah. another question. Like, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I just think it's like, I mean just to hearken back as well, just to an early episode as well, when we are just talking about philosophies and stuff, and I'm just thinking about Ecclesiastes, oh, yeah. which is where I draw my personal philosophy yeah, from, yeah, I think, you absolutely. know. Because what I'm saying that when society is, is running from, like, they're running from, you know, often things like silence and running, they're trying to distract themselves, ultimately trying to distract themselves from death kind of thing, I think. Because without our framework, you come to a conclusion of, everything is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's the emptiness. kind of postmodern, post-truth, post, you know, there's just empty nihilist um, versus the ecclesiastic view, which is what I was kind of talking about before, where a mist and temporary and vapor, and in a sense, everything is meaningless, but everything has a meaning like through Christ and through like the ultimate, like the ultimate meaning, meaning kind of thing, you Absolutely. know, above everything that we have that just... It just changes that whole conversation. Um, yeah. I think I found with like perseverance in terms of, you know, there is a lot of like personal suffering and suffering of the people around us. But I think, um, I think it was at the start of this year, God really convicted my heart against human trafficking. Mm. And I was like, whoa, heavy topic. Thanks, God. Um, but just, you know, I read a statistic that like, 99% of human trafficking victims don't ever get rescued. It's just a perpetual cycle. And I think perseverance in the world is also spreading God's love in spite of all that. Yeah, and like, up, right? yeah. yeah. And so to uni friends and colleagues and family and yeah, just trying to not, yeah, not spread like happiness, but spread God's joy amongst like such horrible things mm. that, yeah, we are in Australia very lucky that we're semi-detached from a fair few real awful situations. But, yeah, I think just trying to witness to people in light of suffering is also mm. part of like a role. hectic yeah. perseverance. It's not just about like us getting through but spreading God's word Absolutely. in spite of all the crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's really true. And I think sometimes that's the biggest witness you can have. Like, yeah, like Bo and I probably went through some of our biggest suffering we've had, like since we've been married at the start of this year. And a few of my good work friends know, and a few of them have been like, I don't get like how you're okay. (laughs) And I'm like, it's because like, it sucks. And I don't understand why we went through what we went through and why we're still kind of going through it. But I have faith and I know that like God's got it and that he's good and that he, like even if I don't like his plan and I don't understand his plan, his plan is sovereign and he knows what's going on. And, yeah, like 
although I haven't specifically been like, yeah, Jesus like did this. Like, yeah, I think they have seen my faith really in action this year more so than they ever have since I've known mm. them in the past three years. So yeah, like it's, that's kind of, I guess like it's suffering sucks and I wish that I didn't have to go through it, but yeah, it is, I think one of the reasons that we do as well. It's quite bold, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Cause people would immediately say, Oh, well, you know, where's your God now? It's like, mm. well, He's there. Right, yeah. I just, I just like, don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reckon, like that's, uh, yeah. I'm just so encouraged by listening to what um, you've said, Laura and um, Emily. I, I, it takes me right back to what we were talking about before and what Miles was talking about last night about being a citizen of heaven. Mm. That's what it is, you know. It's going, hey, I, I come from a different place, isn't it? And I get this in a different way, and I'm going to live in that story, which is mm. exactly Laura, what you were saying about. How you, how you engage with your work friends on that, and I'm just like that's that's gold. That's mm-hmm. that's what witness is. I think it's mm. just going well. Here I am. Yep, yep, this is crap. I don't like it. Mm. I don't have to like it. I don't have to pretend I like it because my story says it's actually evil. Mm. But I've got hope in the midst of it, and that's that's beautiful. Yeah. You know? mm. It's like yeah. that C.S. Lewis quote, which may or may not be correct, because I'm pretty sure I, sure, sure I saw it on Pinterest. <laughs> but it's just Go on. something like, you know, the only explanation for the fact that I never feel at home is that my home is not of this world, something along those mm. lines. But just the idea that, like, you know, restlessness and that, you know, underlying feeling that all of humanity has is because this isn't our true home. Mm. And, like... I just find that so hard to grasp. Mm. Like, I try to use the excuse. I'm like, because I'm only 20. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just, excuse me, just a crazy, beautiful thing that when we're going through all of this, like, and, yeah, I'm so encouraged by the fact that through such an awful and hectic time that it's been the time that God's worked through you in your workplace. Like, that's incredible. So zooming out, I think um, it'd be cool just to, use ron's mind while he's here and ron you're 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 a minister you've been involved with churches and church culture for a long time i have a question about depth which is um and it could even just be coming out of the series so it's just a subconscious question that's come about there's this assumption that maybe you've got to be um doing all these things rigidly so bible reading prayer turning up to church being involved with all sorts of ministries going on mission the list goes on in order to gain um, uh, a sense of depth in order to um, to grow with God, and obviously we know that those things are great. But I know that you've probably got stories um, of people who are just who walk a very different path to to I guess the four of us here, mm. and who you would say, and, and and we would know probably through a very quick conversation with them. Wow, you've actually you've got a beautiful relationship with the Lord, and I'm guessing you're probably not doing the things that I'm doing. Um, yeah, any sort of stories there or thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I think you're right. Like, generally, as a generalisation for us, um, getting involved is a good thing to do, and and that is how mm. we'll grow deep. And but but yeah, there's people who walk all sorts of paths, and you know, depth. I think one of the things that I think has come out in this series is that depth is about pursuit of Jesus, and so growing in depth that would follow would be about pursuing Jesus. So I remember years ago in a church that I was in, um, Sydney, ministering in Sydney, there was a, a lady uh, in that church who wouldn't be at church every week. And um, the reason that she wouldn't be at church 
um, every week is that she didn't have very much in by way of resources. She had a car, it was like a bomb, that just kind of got from A to B and almost B sometimes. <laughs> um, and, and she really had to count her pennies, so to speak, to work out um, how to get by week, week to week. And so <laughs> it was beautiful when she was at church. She was at church because she had worked out how to get everything in order so that she would have money to put petrol in the car to drive to church, which was just phenomenal. And, and you know, for me, when I think about that, I'm like, that's depth. Mm. That's the pursuit of Jesus in the midst of really complicated circumstances that she was in. That, um, yeah, her, her love for Jesus actually meant that she prioritised having some petrol to go to church rather than whatever else she could have done. So, yeah, so I think we've got to, we've got to what, you know, while we have general principles, which, which are good and fine, and we've got to, you kind of have to have that. You can't have all the exceptions. Yeah. We've, I think it's also helpful for us to recognise that there's a whole range of reasons why people might not be able to pursue those things. And, and even for us, there's sometimes there's things that take place that you're just like, wow, right now, everything's kind of on hold. And, and maybe part of depth and it's, um, you know, the God's family part of depth is coming around people, not to induce guilt. Oh, you need to do this more. Absolutely. But yeah. to actually just say, hey, we're going to walk with you Glad in this church part this of... Sunday. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, that's right, exactly. Glad you're here. Good to see you. How can I, how can I help you at this point in time? Um, yeah. So good. Yeah, I think it's really cool to come back to that as well because I think, you know, we've obviously been focusing on having Jesus at the heart of why we Bible like read yeah. our Bibles and why we pray and why we gather together. But I think, you know, Bo and I have talked about this a fair bit even just during the series, like the culprit that is over committing to things mm. and over committing to serving and over committing even to a devotion where you're like, yes, I will read seven chapters every morning. <laughs> and it's just empty. Yeah. It's just, it's humbling to hear stories where people do come and they give their all um, and it's purposeful. Mm. I think a lot of the times, you know, there's been a few times actually where I've had to tell my friends, you need to stop serving because you're exhausting yourself and you don't love it and you don't like, you're not doing it for the right reasons. Totally. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think it's really cool to touch on, like, the basics of it as well, even though I don't – everything we've been talking about has still been really important. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a, I have that thought every time I'm involved with a creative team. We get so caught up in all these great ideas that are going to, you know, change people and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then it gets to, you know, 10 days, a week out, and I realize well, this is nothing until I start praying for God to be involved, like properly involved with this. It's we, and I think we do that. I think, and especially in our church, which is like it's a bigger church, and um, there's heaps. There's there's a lot of great things going on, but all those things require a lot of effort and time. And um, you can get speaking personally, like you can get caught up in it a lot, and you realize, oh, what what am I? I I think I'm losing sight of what what, what we're trying to do here, and so yeah, I like that. I like that challenge of potentially not serving, yeah. if it if if it means, no. And I love God. I love serving on ex ministry team, but I just need to sit at church tonight because that's that's gonna be how I, yeah, how I can go deep with God tonight. Space, quietness, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but 
Um, because naturally, when you're pursuing Jesus kind of um, service and works will flow out naturally kind of thing, you know, you'll naturally want to pursue that um, and be a part of these kind of things. But um, rest is also a way of honoring God kind of thing. And I just think that he's given us that template. And so that's something, yeah, Sabbath. Yeah. And that's something that I I have to keep reminding myself as well, um, that that is an equal part of honoring God and actually, yeah, proclaiming that it's finished in what he's done kind of thing, Um, as much as works and, yeah, being part of things is to serve God is great as well. Cool. Ron, another question. Turning it back into this idea of walking with the Lord for a long time, perseverance. You, um, part of part of um, your teaching, one of the first things that actually struck me a lot was the way you spoke about joy. And it's not it's not a way that I initially thought about it uh, growing up in the church, knowing um, and it just grew up in the world and what what joy is considered. And I'd love to hear some of your thoughts around the role of uh, joy, even amidst times of suffering, seasons of pain, right in the middle of that, mm. um, yeah, perseverance piece that we all you know come across at some point in our lives. Because, yeah, I think you've got a really cool take on it, and I'd love to, yeah, for you to unpack it for us. Yeah, sure. I, um, yeah, joy. I think we think. We get a bit confused with joy in the same way we get confused with love, I think. So we just think they're emotions. And joy is an emotion, just like love's an emotion. But love is also an action word, you know. It's something we do. Um, and and joy, joy is something we uh, encounter. Uh, that's, that's not a feeling. It's just it's a state of being almost, I think. So... So, you know, I think sometimes we think that joy is like happiness. That's the closest thing we can describe. Um, and, and sometimes the emotion of joy is connected to happiness. But I think joy is something much deeper than that, that we can encounter even when we're not happy. So I could be feeling unhappy about something. I can be feeling upset about something, but I can still have joy. And I think that does come that, um, like experientially that happens when, when we engage with some sort of suffering personally, I think that we actually learn there's something, you know, it's like the hymn, It's Well With My Soul, I think captures the idea well. That, I mean, the guy who wrote that wrote that in just, yeah, yeah like epic <laughs> turmoil, yeah. right? But he says, It's Well With My Soul. That's joy, I think, mm-hmm. that even while everything's falling apart for me. Um, in the midst of it, God is here with me. Jesus is present with me. And when you know that, when your life's been stripped back so much that that's kind of all there is to hang on to, it's actually, I mean, it's very liberating, but it's, it's joyful. It's like actually all the other stuff, it's not that it doesn't matter, but compared with what I still have at the end of it, Having having the presence of God with me, having Christ. This is this is what it's about. This is what matters most. Mm. So, yeah, it just keeps everything else I think in perspective a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I've spoken to you before recording this, but you've got a 
a pretty big story um, about all this around, yeah, just like like a few years where you probably learnt in all sorts of different ways what, what joy was. And yeah. yeah, can you tell us about that maybe? Uh, yeah, I, I think I've actually got a few stories. But cool, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> I won't go into all of them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's, and I think that's how God teaches us, you know, and that's that's part of depth as well, that God, God doesn't give us more than what we can deal with, or maybe sometimes he gives us more than what we feel like we can deal with, but but he's there with us in it. And so, you know, for, for me, I, I think the first, um, the first story, which I'll only just touch on briefly, and I think which most of you um, here in the room have heard before, is when I was um, 24, so Nick, when I was your age, I was diagnosed with a form of cancer in my lung and had to have a, a lung removed. But there was a stage in that where I just had no idea what, what was next. It was just, it was all unknown. And and um, I actually had two operations because I found that it had spread. And in between the two was a really distressful time for me. And I had heaps of questions. I was newly married, so I'd been married, what, less than six months anyway. So newly married. I'd just finished Bible college, so I'd spent you know, years of my life there, looking forward to getting into ministry. That had just started, and then boom, this all happens. I'm going, God, what, like, what the heck? Actually, <laughs> this isn't right. Like, what's going on here? And kind of questioning, um, not questioning God's reality, but questioning, I think, His goodness. Um, yeah, I think that's what I was struggling with at that time. And and again, like, it just stripped back. It just keeps getting stripped back for me. Until a point where I was kind of at the lowest then and kind of in despair, worried about lots of things. And and God just spoke. He cut through in the words of a song that I'd learned years ago, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? He does. Yeah. I can't deny that. I've got all these questions that I wish God you would answer because they're really confusing and I don't understand but I do know that you love me. And that's that's where joy came from. And so I think that kind of, that experience helped me then with other things in life. So what you were referring to uh, a few years ago where I um, had some, without going into all the um, circumstances around it, found myself in a state of really deep um, anxiety um, and some really freaky things were happening. Um, personally, I just I wasn't enjoying life. Um, I was, yeah, I was having experience like I had two out of body experiences, which was pretty freaky. Freaky at the time, not so freaky once I understood what was actually happening, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, and and again, like just a whole lot of confusion about where God was in a number of things in my life at that point in time, and. Whether whether what I was giving my life to was worth it, um, whether whether what I felt were his promises to me were his promises to me, um, yeah, and and that was really tough. That was in one sense that was a more prolonged time than than um, the other one I spoke about, <clears throat> and I think um, again. Just, I just felt like in that time I just kept getting stripped back further and further. 
and um, you know, Bo, you came around to where I was living once, and we sat on on the balcony. balcony. Yeah, good times. And well, they, they were, no, they weren't. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in that moment, though, I know that there was a good thing happening. Yeah, yeah. no, that, there was a good thing happening, um, and that balcony was a good thing actually mm, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I just had had questions. I can't remember all the details of what we chatted about on that day. I just remember you being there, but. I just had heaps of questions about life and what was going on. But again, in the midst of all that, um, God cut through. And I, I, you guys talked about a few weeks ago how important songs are in your life. Like, oh, man. Join the, join the club. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just joining that club. Join the club. Um, and so for me in this moment, it was, it was Cornerstone, which was pretty new then. And, um, yeah, it was... Um, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. And that actually just, it just made me cry. I was just like so moved by who God was to me. Mm. And so in the midst of everything that was happening, I'm like, God, you're still good. And, you know, just to be able to hang on to that, Again, is that's joy. That's I hate what's going on. You know, I hate it. Yeah, what's going on in my life now is all right, <laughs> <laughs> but but I hated what was going on, and and was so confused. And again, had so many questions. I was unhappy, but there was something here because of Jesus and who He is that just gave me joy. And yeah, that's what I mean. I, I didn't feel happy, but I was joyous. Mm. Yeah. Because Christ was here and his grace is all that I needed. And, you know, I think sometimes, and this is the hard part, eh? Like, I just think sometimes God just strips us away so that we can go, actually, I just need you and that's all I need. And, that, and there's a deep joy in that, a deep satisfaction, a deep, you know, again, going back to that hymn, it's well with my soul not because of everything that's happening around me, but because of who you are to me. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's kind of that, you yeah. know, a bit of a nutshell. That's why I loved hearing you speak about joy, because it's just, yeah, really, it pushed my perception of that word into a different place, I think, during that season that you were talking mm-hmm. about. And yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say. But it's, yeah. Thanks no, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I think it's just, yeah. you know, a beautiful representation of pruning seasons. I think for so long, mm. you know, I've heard the phrase and I've thought I've gone through them and it's not just when your theology is challenged. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, it, you know, pruning, if you think about the action, it's literally tearing away things. And, you know, you said it, it, it hurts like hell, mm. <laughs> you know. And so I think... Yeah, it's hard because we're so like, yes, pruning seasons are good and they, you know, it is good to, you come out the other side, like it's okay. But yeah, just that deep joy that you can feel within it is just so encouraging. <laughs> like, yeah. In the, in the midst of that, um, Harry Goodhue preached, I can't, I, I can't remember anything about the sermon <laughs> <laughs> except one line. Um, which was just gold, and I, I made a little 
it's a crappy little image, but I'll never show it to you. <laughs> but um, a little image, it's on, on the iPad with the words that Harry used, um, all sunshine makes a desert. Oh, I know that picture. It was the iPad um, yeah. wallpaper for like a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I love well, it. It was awesome. Since that time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I think, again, going back to what we were kind of saying before, our culture just wants sunshine. Mm. We just want it all to be good. But actually... What's that do? Just creates this desert. This, and that's. I don't want to live in the desert. When I'm in, when when I'm in the desert, to like mix the metaphor a bit. <laughs> mm. But you know, that's not what life's about. Life's not about living in a desert. It's about living in pastures. That's what you know. That's what the Psalms talk about. Leave me in your pastures. Mm. So yeah, that was a really cool quote that came in that time too. And I think again, God just has a way of speaking to us. You know. At, like I told Harry that story, and he doesn't really remember the line. He's just like, "All right, yeah, okay, do I?" <laughs> well, that was a like, dude. That was the best thing you've ever said in your whole life. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Really, <laughs> really, wrong? Yeah." I'm thinking of like um, Brave New World, and in that. Um, I only read it for the first time recently, so maybe everyone else that did it for you school is like, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that they. They take pills, like, and you know, I study psych, so I've got nothing against medication. But they, they, they um, take pills whenever they have any feelings, just to deaden themselves to experiencing emotions and things. And one of the characters um, is feeling depression or sadness, and somebody else just says to him, like, why, why don't you just pop some, like? And he's like, because, because I want to feel it, like, because I'm alive and I want to feel things. Um, and like that whole book is just an exploration of people deadening themselves daily to kind of living and experiencing things. But when you were speaking before as well, I was just I had this image that um, I don't know it did something for me. So hopefully it resonates. I don't know, but I was just I was just picturing like me, you, everyone, all of us kind of thing, like constructing, like building a house out of like cloth or something. You know what I mean? And then it catching fire. And it just all kind of burning up in front of us and we're watching this thing burn. And then like, it just like, once it all whole fall and there was like this, this structure of like this metal structure that you could, that you could still inhabit kind of thing. Um, and all this superfluous, all this thing you put your energy mm. into just totally burnt. But then there was this structure that, that I just like what you said before. It wasn't something that like joy isn't something that you do but it's something you enter into it's something that's there and that you take refuge in kind of thing mm. and then all this stuff just got burnt away and you were just like what but then there was this thing that was revealed that actually was totally serviceable and was totally mm. yeah, you build up on it you know you build from it as yeah, well. yeah. Yes, once, right. it, once it's all gone away yeah. it's just like it's just like okay bare block bare yeah. building yeah. blocks again it's like going back to square one in a way like yeah yeah and yeah, that's that's a cool analogy I think that really does work that mm. yeah the things that you don't think are superfluous. Yeah, right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. You think they're really critical. Yeah. And as they go and you find out yeah. it's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Grace grace is deeper than these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Hey, I, sorry, I just wanted to say something else because you just triggered something in me, Nick. Um, one of the things that I did in that time, which I think was really important, was I went and saw a psychologist and I, I guess I just want to, speak out loud yeah. that's a really important thing to do mm. don't feel like if you if if god's stripping things away that you know you can't get help because he wants you to get help and there's people who will help you a lot i had a fantastic psychologist 
Shout out to her. <laughs> um, yeah, and and she helped me a lot in that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think I really appreciate that yeah. you've said that because in those times, sometimes it's like, no, I just have to get through it. Just mm. keep praying. Yeah. yeah, and I, for one, can testify, denial doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Take note. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, totally. It's just like, yeah, God provides us with awesome resources. Yeah. Mm. Technique, Absolutely. for example. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did you? Did you? Um. Maybe just because I'm sort of in that world a bit. But did you ever feel compelled to create something wrong in that space? A lot of people, some things come to them: words, poems, songs. Did uh, like it doesn't really matter who you are. Like the reality is that like I mean you learn so much in that period and sometimes you want to sort of like almost capture it to encourage someone or to, I don't know, I'm just trying to think what was, what was, how can I, how can I bring it out? What, what's something that you were able to take out of this and almost use it as a, as a, as a, a story, a teaching mechanism, a, a reminder to yourself even, just thinking to explore? I don't, I don't think there was anything I tried creating myself. I, I, I wrote kind of the first 10,000 words of a book, but I think that was before then. I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, though it, it's interesting. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the time frame because it's kind of connected to some of the things that God was teaching me then. But um, um, I think what I did realise in that time is more about what I'm creating in life, like, so perhaps I saw life a bit differently and some of the things that I'd wanted to create that I thought were good things and maybe still are good things, like they're not necessarily bad. I think I just saw, again, I think I had a fresh vision of what God's story is because I had to ask myself again about where I fit in that. And as I saw God's story and yeah, and like some of the stuff we've been talking about, how he's present in suffering, and how even even you know how how he's even got a plan and 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 actually acted on that plan to destroy evil. I'm like, yeah, actually, I want to be part of that. I mm. want to create into that story. Mm. So I think that's probably what it did. Cool. More than me creating anything myself, it was yeah. like, no, I, I want to be part of. God's big story of redemption and mm-hmm. in whatever little ways I can be yeah. because that's yeah that, that that's what actually matters that's kind of what that experience helped me see yeah mm-hmm. thanks for your openness yeah. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it yeah that's I'm just thinking of a um of an example oh, sorry as in not something that I lived through but it's we learn so much through these stories don't we and I think I've mentioned it before, but especially, uh, I think we said it to Mark, there's this, this, this assumption that, you know, ministers who I just respect so much, we think they're superhumans and they're so not. Um, Aren't we? <laughs> come on, Ron. Ron can fly. Uh, yeah, 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 we want to anyway. Um, he wants to be a seagull. Invisibility but like there's a I, maybe I just appreciate the notion of openness I think that's, mm. we can learn so much from that um, as God's family and it's really important for us to to hear that and almost as, like I think you were talking about it before Emily it just gives us permission to even feel that way mm. and yeah. yeah and I think 
um, often people might won't be going through exactly the same thing, but often have something that they might be going through that they're like, that's really similar to. Mm. And so, yeah, if you're open and say this sucks, then you often can be like, oh, we'll talk to that person mm. because they'll, they can speak through it with me. But, and I'm yeah. just, I, I will, I don't know if I'll ever cease to be amazed at that. So we come to this place of what you just said. I just love what you just said that you can learn from these stories kind of thing. And it's not as if we're like extracting vaguely from the Bible that conclusion because we've got Job and we've got like Psalms and we've got Jesus crying out. Like there's just these these stories in the Bible of people that provide a template for us, allowing us, giving us permission to just like totally feel and express our suffering and pain to God and not to be... I think that the first time... I ever just like I just remember opening up a total dialogue with God in terms of just like laying myself out, um, and it was something that I think I was always just too ashamed to do, kind of thing. Um, and then afterwards, I was like, "Oh, I haven't been like smited, like you know." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, I really like you know." I just I was just yeah. I kind of like let God have it. God have it. Quotation marks. And then, but then it was kind of like. Judah Smith says God's not blushing. Like, you know, he's not like, he's not like, cut it out, Nick. Or like, he's like, oh, I'm embarrassed by you. Like, stop it. Yeah. Awkward, awkward yeah. subjects. <laughs> yeah. But like, he can handle it. Um, yeah, he can handle it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's something I've like, you know, I'm 29 and I've only really been learning this year in that, like, I think, you know, I've, I've had open dialogues with God, but I'm always like, oh, but like, thank you for being right. sovereign or right, something. But right, it's like, right. but it's okay. Like, he knows that I believe that, but sometimes finishing I'm the not sentence. Like, I believe it, but I'm like, that's not what I want to say. And so, yeah, this year I've just been like, I can be open with him and he still loves me. And like, I know that I still love him and trust him, but I just need to get it out because yeah. I also need him to hear my heart. And, yeah. 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 And God knows us. Like, we're already mm. feeling those emotions. And so I think, yeah, it's definitely. You know, sometimes we need to be encouraged to just sit in darkness and to cry out to God. And, like, I loved what Jane said, which we touched on earlier as well. She just said growth, like the growth of roots happens in darkness, mm, literally, awesome. in the soil. Yeah. All of us were just like, oh. So good. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> it's yeah. just, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just astounded that, like, so when we feel abandoned that Jesus – screamed out why have you forsaken me kind of thing mm -hmm. or just even you know we were joking in a previous episode as well when we were praying and sometimes we say like god you know oh man can you teach me the lesson without ugh, making it painful <laughs> like can you just take the pain away and not make and then i'm just thinking about jesus in the garden just mm -hmm. going like can, if you can do this yeah. any, any other way, way. like yeah. and i'm like far out i think we're hard on ourselves sometimes and being like yeah. i shouldn't have Absolutely. these yeah. prayers you know i shouldn't yeah. have these but just like yeah. we've got it it's we're human and um and yep. I think, yeah, exactly what you were saying. Like Hebrew says it as well. He knows what right. we're going through. Right. So like lay it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, imagine if your best friend or your partner or, you know, you knew that they were going something absolutely like going through something horrible and they didn't talk to you about it mm -hmm. and they didn't, you know, obviously it's on a very different level, but even just in terms of the close relationships we have with people, it's very kind of telling of, um, I guess, human emotions, but also our relationship with God. When we hold back from other people, it really affects our relationships. And when we close up and put walls up, 
it really affects our relationship with God because, mm. you know, he knows, he knows us. He knows that, you know, we're not ourselves, that we don't, you know, that we've gone through something hectic and it's just like, it's so okay to not be okay. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that has just been the phrase of the year for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least for the term of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it's really cool that, um, yeah, just this whole discussion about being able to ask God questions and tell him what we're feeling and stuff. And, um, yeah, and it's good. And sometimes he just leaves us in that space. Yeah. And other times he comes back like he did with Joe. Yes. And goes, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nick, let's yes. have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. The ring, Where were you? <laughs> when? Do you know about this? Yeah. But that's kind of cool, you yes. know. It's yeah. actually really cool because he'll do it when we're ready for it. Yeah. And because he knows us. And when he does, it's actually really cool. It's a it's a growth moment. It's a depth moment because you're actually like, okay, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that was really good, Ron. Thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability in this space. So thank you so much. And this is sort of the end of um, this experiment that we've been doing for the last few weeks. It's been nothing like I thought it was going to be. Um, it's It's been fantastic. It's been exhausting. It's been overwhelming at times and it's also been incredibly rewarding. But I just thought it could be cool to think about what we have enjoyed the most out of this series in no particular order. Any thoughts? I love the meal. That was my favourite thing. I just, yeah, I mean, I've kept talking about it a few times, but food, theology, community, all great things. And um, yeah, I, I just don't think we've done that before. Have we? No. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love that. Um, just had, really felt like a family, church family, which is good because that's what we're going for. So <laughs> it worked. <laughs> but yeah, everything about that I just loved. And mm. um, yeah, I'd be keen to... Oh, I'm putting it on record. This is scary. Keen to... Uh, you like to head it, you, yeah. you, maybe you could head up the ministry there. Well, you know? Be part of a team. Yeah. Team uh, of team many Nick. people. <laughs> For that to happen again. Like, I would, mm. yeah, definitely would With keep you. that happen again. Though. Absolutely. Mm. This is awesome. Mm. Yeah, on that, um, like, I really enjoyed that as well. But particularly communion for me that week was really cool and actually um i was thinking about it when you were talking about that picture of the lord's supper with the guy's yeah. like finger in it. The and I, yeah and i just feel like like often when we do and we have to because we're a big congregation but often when we do the lord's supper it's so orderly and like yep yep done done and i just loved that like we're all just ripping, like, the bread ripping and, into yeah. the bread and like a lot of us are like oh no i'm not ready for the wine <laughs> yeah. because i've still got my giant thing of bread but, the wine. but like that was like that would have been jesus with his yeah. disciples like yeah messy mm. and um, yeah, it just made, again, really brought that family thing home and all of us like looking at each other while yeah. we were doing it yeah. and like pulling it off the same piece of, um, from the same cob of bread. Mm, that's um, a cool word, yeah. cob of bread. Yeah. <laughs> that's my fantasy nerdery. <laughs> 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 it is, yeah. It's very like, you could conjure a cob of bread or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked that with that whole night. Um, yeah. And then obviously doing this podcast as well. It's like a, a whole other Bible study, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that and just the chats we've been having. I think, so cliche, but I think one of my favourite things has been chatting to people about depth and about what that means, particularly in our Bible study. We 
could chat for like seven hours, but we all have things to do the next morning. Um, And just, yeah, particularly in Bible study, but also just conversations after church and with people, particularly, you know, in this podcast as well, just having really intentional conversations with people about where, like how their walk's going. And, you know, it's, again, just like a God's family thing, but it's been super valuable to have those conversations and to be honest about where I'm at and to be convicted about what I'm failing at. And, um, yeah, so just those conversations as well. But I'm the same. Communion was so much fun. (laughs) It was just – yeah, it felt really real and raw. And and I think a lot of the series has been like that, Mm. particularly being on the podcast team and on the creative team. But, yeah, a lot of the series has been we've tried things and sometimes they've been a bit of a mess or sometimes they haven't worked or, you know, but we're trying things to help people learn more about God. And Mm. that's just been really beautiful to see that happen (laughs) even Mm. though it's been like oh my goodness so much change we're scaring fig tree (laughs) yeah it's been really beautiful Mm. how about you Ron I've enjoyed being scared no (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, just kidding um look there's so many good things that um have happened for me I think the thing that really excites me is seeing people involved and engaged and so this series has involved a lot, you know, we heard this list of people being yeah. thanked for epic thank yous. <clears throat> yeah, and, and so, yeah, just that people feel like they have something that they can do and are prepared to do it and to offer that as a gift to everyone else, I think, is really, yeah, really, really cool. And that, and and side by side with that then comes a whole lot of creativity, right, because you get different people involved and they're like going, oh, I want to do this or I want to do this. And so then you have all these crazy things happening which is a bit scary Emily but yeah mm. it's um it's kind of cool at the same time you know and I think that's you know I think that's part of our heritage as a church you know we 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 use three words to describe ourselves faithful adventurous compassionate and I think I've seen some of the adventure and that's been really really cool mm. to see and so while I can um I just wanted to thank you guys for what you guys have done too because this is pretty epic. And, um, yeah, it's been really cool. I've enjoyed listening and, you know, laughing sometimes at things that you're saying. <laughs> having, some, <laughs> having some aha moments. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on. I wish you could, I'd love for you to share them, but maybe that's a good conversation. <laughs> some commentary on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. There'll be a Sam White and Ron Irving commentary coming out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys, you know, this is epic what you guys have done and I just wanted to say thanks. It's, um, yeah, it's so good to be part of a church where people like you guys exist and you're prepared to have a go and yeah, and do things that are out there and take risks and make yourself vulnerable and, um, yeah, and give all your time because this, this is not an easy little task that you've taken on. So thanks guys. Thanks friend. For everything that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on tonight as well. Pleasure. Mm. My favourite things have been uh, just people. So I know it's such a vague and open point, but I, I, I just think of all all, all my favourite things have involved people. The video last night, hearing those stories was amazing. Yeah. Hearing And these are people who go to our church and they've been walking with Jesus for so long and I just learned so much. Um, yeah, from their stories, uh, I've... Loved doing this with you guys. I've learnt heaps about Emily. I've learnt heaps about Laura. I've heard learnt heaps about Nick and all of our guests. Um, and I've, you know, just even that, like 
you know, Josh, Lewis, Jane, Ron, Mark, just more stories, people who have, who have been through things and um, who have been able to speak into things that I know are going to have a lasting impression on, on my walk. So that's why it's, it's just people for me and, and like the different avenues that we've been able to explore involving people. It's just, maybe that's the beautiful thing about God's family, isn't it? The fact is no one walks the same path as it well as in like, like, literally every day you know we're, we're trying to walk on the same path but like we have so many sort of mini adventures on the side and i love the idea of and i think it's something we've done really well in this series we've just brought them back in and we've started to talk about them and i've just learned a lot through that so they're my things right. this is the end maybe i don't know heaps of people <laughs> many people say oh you keep going yeah. do this do this oh my god we need a bit of a holiday yeah yeah, TBA. yeah. yeah. we may be back for some guest appearances mm, yeah, yeah yeah we come at a cost now you see yeah. Yeah. we're veterans like fairs or higher <laughs> what was oh. someone said we should get tim keller on. Oh, yeah. he would definitely respond to us yeah. who was it was it uh someone knows uh Someone knows someone who has his email address. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Miles. Was I Miles? think Miles knows the connection the, in Sydney or something. Yeah, like that. yeah so they like, had a church in Sydney. So. We could at least get it into his inbox. <laughs> <laughs> of what he does with it. Wish us luck, church family. Well, we just did a beta series around one of his books. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The old says trick, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you so much, people, for listening. Thank you. Uh, to the people that um, have spoken to each of us individually about things we've done and some feedback. I, I know I've, I've had some great conversations about people who have had things to say and um, and who've helped me um, do this thing. You know, I, I love critical feedback and I think there's been heaps of that, which has been super handy. And I've heard some great stories of people uh, just using this thing to run their Bible studies and that's very intimidating. I'm like, oh no, I wasn't expecting that. But I just got a lot of encouragement from that and yeah, I sort of had a little love moment for our church when I just saw people getting behind this series and us and supporting it. So thank you to everyone who is doing that. Thank you to our little man on the side here, Sam Whiten, for getting us through and taking care of all the knobs when we (laughs) all laugh. And (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you, man. That's We really appreciate your service. And yeah, thanks for listening. It's been great. And hopefully we meet again. (laughs) Probably on Sunday. (laughs) Fare thee well, children. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.